Episode 6, Elizabeth's Religious Settlement From 1553 to 1558, Queen Mary ruthlessly condemned hundreds of Protestants to be burned alive. Her unsuccessful war against France, and the loss of Calais in January 1558, England's last French territory, only served to deepen the disillusionment that her executions had provoked. Queen Mary was weak and ill from May 1558. Dying, in pain, at St. James's Palace, aged 42, during an influenza epidemic on 17 November, 1558. In her will, Queen Mary had requested to be buried next to her mother, Catherine of Aragon. Catherine had passed away at the age of 51 in Kimbolton Castle on 7 January, 1536. The religious monastery of Peterborough Abbey was selected for her internment, indicating her status as a widow princess of Wales, and not a queen. King Henry did not attend his ex-wife's funeral and prohibited Mary from attending. Childless, sick, and deserted by her husband Philip, Mary's hopes for a Catholic England, died with her. Ignoring Mary's final deathbed request, Queen Elizabeth had her interred, at Westminster Abbey, in a tomb she would eventually share with her. The Puritan movement had emerged in England during Queen Elizabeth's reign from 1558 to 1603 despite facing political suppression in the 1590s. The movement sought to eliminate the influence of Roman Catholicism, promoting a united Protestant church that would adhere strictly to the Bible and reform theology. During the reigns of James I and King Charles I, further alienation developed between the Anglicans and Puritans. These disagreements would ultimately lead to the English Civil War the short-lived reign of Oliver Cromwell as the Puritan Lord Protector of England, and the establishment of the English Commonwealth. The coronation of Elizabeth took place on Sunday, 15 January, 1559. Queen Elizabeth was carried through streets filled with cheering crowds, on a golden litter during a magnificent day-long celebration. Her coronation occurred at Westminster Abbey and was a compromise between existing Catholic customs and the Protestant practices that the Queen would seek to establish. Elizabeth was crowned by a Catholic bishop, reading parts of the service twice, once in Latin and once in English. Changes made prior to the establishment of her religious settlement, should have given a clear indication of what was to be expected in the future. They demonstrated a deliberate strategy of gradual religious change, embodying her phrase, making haste slowly. Following Elizabeth's ascension to the throne, Edward Grindal returned to England from his exile, and assumed the role of Bishop of London, succeeding Edmund Borner. Elizabeth was raised as a Protestant in Catherine Parr's household. Catherine Parr was born in 1512, probably in the Blackfriars district of London. She was Queen of England and Ireland from 1543 to 1547, the last of the six wives of King Henry VIII and the final queen consort of the House of Tudor. She married Henry on 12 July, 1543, outliving him by a year and eight months. Catherine enjoyed close relationships with Henry's three children. She actively participated in the upbringing of her stepchildren, Elizabeth I and Edward VI, and played a significant role in persuading Henry to enact the Third Succession Act in 1543.
this landmark act reinstated her stepdaughters, Mary and Elizabeth, to their rightful position in the line of succession to the throne. Six months after Henry VIII's death, Catherine married Baron Thomas Seymour of Sudley, her fourth and final husband. Sadly, Catherine's marriage was short-lived, as she died on Wednesday, 5 September 1548, aged 36, due to complications arising from childbirth. They held her funeral service on 7 September, later describing it as the first Protestant burial in England Scotland or Ireland carried out in English. The Protestant exiles, who had escaped from Mary's reinforced heresy laws and executions, were now returning to England, beginning their campaign for ecclesiastical reform. Seeking to recreate a pattern of church life recorded in scripture without vestments and prelates, such as cardinals, abbots, or bishops. The Religious Settlement Under the reigns of Henry VIII, Edward VI, and Mary I, the country experienced significant changes in religious practices. Queen Mary attempted to restore Catholicism in England, and had revoked the supremacy acts Henry VIII had previously introduced. However, when Elizabeth became queen, she worked with the Privy Council, intending to devise a religious settlement that would unite the country under a single church. The Elizabethan religious settlement, introduced in 1558, aimed to bridge the gap between Catholics and Protestants and address the variations in their religious services and beliefs. It attempted to make England Protestant again, without alienating a population that had previously supported Catholicism under her sister Mary. The Elizabethan religious settlement was composed of the following principal elements. The Supremacy Act, establishing Elizabeth as head of the Church of England. The Act of Uniformity, setting out the appearance of churches and services whilst banning the Mass and its ceremonies. The Royal Injunctions, consisting of 57 regulations, actively governing church matters, requiring preachers to have a license and the banning of pilgrimages. The 1559 Book of Common Prayer. The 39 Articles, an attempt to define English Protestantism. During the Elizabethan era, the authorized liturgical book used by the Church of England was the Elizabethan Prayer Book, also known as the 1559 Book of Common Prayer. The book played a crucial role in shaping religious practices during that time. The current official liturgical book used by the Church of England is based on a revised version, called the 1662 Book of Common Prayer. This revision draws heavily from its predecessor and has remained in use ever since. The first Baron Burghley, William Cecil, was born on 13 September 1520 in Bourne, Lincolnshire. Cecil, a prominent English statesman, played a key role as Queen Elizabeth's chief advisor during most of her reign, holding influential positions such as Secretary of State and Lord High Treasurer. He established the following as the primary goals of English foreign policy. The creation of a united and Protestant British Isles to complete the English control of Ireland and create an alliance with Scotland. To protect England from invasion by creating a powerful royal navy. Cecil was also the father of Robert Cecil, the first Earl of Salisbury, and founder of the Cecil dynasty, which produced several politicians, including two prime ministers. William Cecil played a significant role in the 1559 religious settlement, an achievement that mirrored his Anglican theological beliefs. 
Like most of the population, he would grow more Protestant as time wore on, happier to persecute Catholics rather than Puritans, and having no love for ecclesiastical jurisdiction. However, the settlement's moderate features faced opposition from radical elements within both Catholics and Protestants. Nevertheless, many features of the settlement, such as replacing altars with communion tables, using English and banning traditional mass services, remained in place over the following centuries. Their influence is still evident in the Anglican Church, even today. Martin Butcher, a German Protestant reformer, was born on the 11th of November, 1491 in Alsace. Butcher was originally a member of the Dominican Order, however in 1518, influenced by Martin Luther, he arranged for his monastic vows to be annulled and moved to Strasbourg where he began to work for the Reformation. While not as recognizable as contemporaries such as Martin Luther and John Calvin, Butcher played an influential role in the early Protestant Reformation, helping to shape Lutheran Calvinist and Anglican doctrines and practices. A former Dominican priest, he worked as a pastor, scholar, preacher, reformer, and diplomat, and was instrumental in initiating and stabilizing reforms throughout the Holy Roman Empire. While in Strasbourg, he drafted church orders, liturgies, and catechisms, working with prominent intellectuals and serving multiple parishes. After the Schmalkaldic War ended in 1547, Emperor Charles V started his divisive campaign to reintegrate the Protestants into the Catholic Church. Understandably fearing for their safety, many Protestants now began their retreat from the Holy Roman Empire. Butcher ultimately accepted Archbishop Thomas Cranmer's invitation to travel to England, despite receiving multiple offers of refuge from Wittenberg and Geneva. On 25 April, 1549, Butcher, Phagius, and others arrived in London, where Cranmer received them with full honours. Butcher and Phagius were introduced to Edward VI and his court a few days later. Paul Phagius was a Renaissance scholar of Biblical Hebrew and a Protestant reformer. He died of plague in 1549 after briefly being active in Hebrew philology and Old Testament interpretation, his friends burying him in St. Michael's Church, Cambridge. By now, also in poor health, Butcher spent the remaining two years lecturing at Cambridge and assisting Thomas Cranmer in revising the Book of Common Prayer. In his De Regno Christi, or On the Kingdom of Christ, Butcher presents his vision for the reformation of the British church and government arguing that the scope of the Reformation should encompass all aspects of society not just the Church. After witnessing the distressing social conditions in England, he strongly supported the idea of deacons taking care of the impoverished and destitute. Furthermore, he viewed marriage as a social contract that should permit the option of divorce. Butcher envisioned a society that emphasized Christian discipline with an authoritarian approach. Shortly after his book's completion, Butcher fell ill and died on 28 February 1551, receiving his committal at Great St. Mary's Church in Cambridge. Later, when Queen Mary came to the throne, she had Butcher and Phagius brought to trial, accusing them of heresy, as part of her determined mission to reinstate Catholicism in England. They were found guilty, posthumously, and Mary ordered their caskets disinterred, and their remains burned, together with copies of their books. On the 22nd of July, 1560, Queen Elizabeth formally rehabilitated both reformers. 
Butcher's Grave's original location is marked by a brass plaque on the floor of Great St. Mary's Church. 1559, power is in the hands of the Archbishop. Matthew Parker was born in Norwich in St. Saviour's Parish on 6 August, 1504. Studying at Corpus Christi College Cambridge, he was ordained a priest in 1527, by which time he had become sympathetic to Lutheranism. Parker was dean of a college of priests in Suffolk and master of Corpus Christi College. Additionally, he served as the chaplain to Henry VIII, and held the esteemed role of vice-chancellor at the University of Cambridge from 1545 to 1549. Queen Mary had compelled Parker to resign and withdraw from public life, but after the coronation of Elizabeth, he was designated Archbishop of Canterbury. The turbulence and executions preceding Elizabeth's succession had made it a challenge to find the four requisite bishops, both willing and qualified to consecrate him. Nonetheless, they elected him as Archbishop. The ceremony at Lambeth Palace on 19 December 1559 was conducted by William Barlow the former Bishop of Bath and Wells, John Scorey, the former Bishop of Chichester, Miles Coverdale, the Bishop of Exeter, and John Hodgkins, the Bishop of Bedford. The Archbishop of Canterbury holds significant roles as the leading bishop and primary figurehead of the Church of England. Additionally, they serve as the symbolic leader of the Anglican Communion globally, and as the Bishop of the Diocese of Canterbury. Archbishop Parker would go on to supervise the revision of Archbishop Thomas Cranmer's 42 doctrinal articles of 1553. In 1560. Although the Elizabethan settlement was generally accepted, there remained significant minorities who were dissatisfied with the state of the Church of England. The cry for further reform in the 1560s was the basis of what is now known as the Puritan movement. The Puritans were not content with the Anglican settlement and the established church. They called for additional reform in the English church and state, urging that the Gospels be preached with the same fervor and conviction as they had witnessed in the continental reformed churches. They opposed the authority of bishops, the mandatory use of the Book of Common Prayer, and several rituals practiced by the Anglican establishment, believing them to be obstacles to true religion and godliness. The Puritans aimed to eliminate all the rituals and superstitions linked to Catholic idolatry, such as the Mass, the surplice, kneeling during the Lord's Supper, vestments, graven images, profane and sexually immoral stage plays, as well as the widespread profanation of the Sabbath. The Puritans promoted a thorough doctrinal Calvinistic reformation and the reformation of the English church and society, based on scripture, not human tradition. They especially wanted to curb the power of the Anglican bishops and root out any influence of the Roman Catholic Church, which was always a fundamental aim of the Puritans. Many of Queen Elizabeth's top political advisers and court officials had close ties with Puritan leaders. Supported Puritan views on theology, politics and the reformation of the English Church and society. Such men in Elizabeth's court of advisers included, William Cecil, chief advisor to the Queen, Secretary of State, and Lord High Treasurer. Francis Walsingham, the principal secretary to the Queen and her spymaster. Walter Mildmay, Chancellor of the Exchequer. Robert Dudley, Earl of Leicester, a close friend and one-time suitor to the Queen. It is evident that Elizabeth, although a committed Anglican, relied heavily on these men to support the crown and her personal and state council. 
Fundamental to the rise of English Puritanism in the Elizabethan era was the work of four highly influential religious reformers. Calvin, Bullina, Viamigli, and Beza frequently communicated with the English crown and the reformed leaders in England. Calvin and Bullina praised Queen Elizabeth for the work of reformation in England and the Anglican establishment, encouraging the Puritans to be patient. On the other hand, Beza was more outspoken in his support of the Puritan movement. During the 1560s and 1570s, Calvin's writings gained significant popularity in England as they were widely distributed and read. Additionally, Beza and Bullina's works also gained popularity during this period. Heinrich Bullina, a Swiss reformer and theologian, was born on 18 July 1504 in Bremgarten, Switzerland. Having taken on the role of leading the Zurich Church and serving as pastor at Grossmünster, he followed the path set by Ulrich Zwingli, and in doing so became a significant and greatly respected figure in the Swiss Reformation movement. Bullina is known for co-authoring the Helvetic Confessions and his work with John Calvin on the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Through his extensive writings, he gained recognition as the most renowned theologian in England during the Reformation era. During his prolific writing career, he authored 150 treatises and manuscripts. Among his notable works is, The Decades, which gained him widespread recognition. This publication consisted of 50 theological addresses organized into five distinct groups. Each address is an informative, detailed exposition of an important doctrine, providing an overview of faith and the life of Christian obedience. The impact of the decades can be seen in the numerous Latin and vernacular versions of his writings, which had a significant influence on English, Dutch, and German-speaking Protestants. When first published, the decades outsold Calvin's Institutes in England, a work that performed a similar function. Initially, Bullina's importance during the Reformation was not fully recognized. However, he would eventually emerge as one of the most influential theologians of the Protestant Reformation in the 16th century. Bullina died in Zurich aged 71 on 17 September 1575. In the past, Henry VIII had implemented several important Catholic principles through his Act of Six Articles in 1539. Going against these principles was considered illegal and could lead to death, as punishment for heresy. As a result, many English Protestants fled to Bullina's Zurich to escape religious persecution. After the death of Queen Mary, these English refugees made their way back to England. Bullina's literary works gained immense popularity among English readers, marking the start of his writing career. Between 1550 and 1560, printers produced 77 editions of Bullina's Latin treatise, Decades, and in England, they printed 137 editions of its vernacular translation. In comparison, Calvin's Institutes only had two editions during the same period. Numerous leaders of the Protestant Church had sought refuge abroad following the ascension of Queen Mary to power. With Elizabeth's inauguration, many of these displaced men came back, carrying with them ideas for reform. Elizabeth did not support the particular expression of Calvinism that they presented. She intended to act as a mediator between the Protestants and Catholics, rather than mediating between the Church of England and Puritans. During her 45-year reign, Elizabeth established a secure Church of England, 
considered one of the most glorious periods in English history. The 39 Articles of 1563 laid down Elizabeth's Church's doctrines, a compromise between Roman Catholicism and Protestantism. Elizabeth rejected the idea of prying into people's souls, stating that there is only one Saviour, Jesus Christ, and all the rest is a dispute over trifles. What she required was visible conformity from her subjects. Although not all of them agreed with them, most accepted her proposals as the foundation of their faith. It is generally agreed upon today that her decisions had a significant impact in avoiding religious tensions, similar to those that occurred in France during the late 16th century. The Treaty of Berwick, which took place on 27 February 1560 in Berwick-upon-Tweed, was a negotiation involving the Duke of Norfolk as Queen Elizabeth's representative and the Scottish Lords of the Congregation. Its purpose was to establish terms that would lead to an English naval and military presence in Scotland. The Crown's primary goal was to remove the French soldiers who were protecting Mary of Guise's regency. Mary of Guise, who happened to be the mother of Mary Queen of Scots. The Scottish nobility aimed at expelling the French forces and providing support for the Scottish Reformation. The conflict resulted in the French troops retreating fortifying the port and town of Leith against the combined force of English and rebel Scots, leading to the siege of Leith on 17 March, 1560. The treaty almost certainly ensured the future of Protestantism in Scotland. In 1560, John Knox returned to Scotland with the assistance of Protestant figures such as James, Earl of Murray, the half-brother of the Queen of Scots. Knox strongly believed in the potential success of the Protestant Reformation in Scotland. Motivated by Calvin's Protestant principles in Geneva, he sought to bring about a Protestant Reformation in Scotland, firmly believing that Scotland could achieve the same level of success by embracing the same level of commitment displayed in Geneva.